Welcome along, I'm Alan Williams and this is the Alan Williams Podcast. Hey everybody, Happy New Year! I hope you have all had a great Christmas. I hope you're refreshed, rejuvenated, ready to go again. Ready to take on the world in 2020. When I was deciding what I was going to speak about on today's podcast, there was a few different things rolling around in my head. Will I speak about life? Will I speak about personal development? Will I speak about fitness, getting your journey back on track in January? And then I decided maybe I'll do a little mashup of all of the above. So what I'm going to do today is speak in the first half of the podcast a little bit about life, about setting goals, about personal development. In the second half of the podcast, then we look a little bit into the fitness stuff because I don't want to leave anything out. It's just an important time of year for people. I know typically is the time when people are feeling a little bit more motivated and they want to make changes to their life. So I don't want to leave anything out. So we'll try and get as much as we can in today. The first thing about the year 2020 and you know, it's a fresh opportunity for everybody, new goals, new dreams, new hopes. But I would stress first and foremost that it's going to be what you make it. 2020 is going to be what you make it. We always see, I wish you luck for the new year. I hope for the best in the new year. But I think too many people hope rather than actually actively going out and making things happen. And I think that's an elite mindset. That's a growth mindset rather than what most people have would be just a stay where I am kind of mindset will muddle through. There's no thought given to the future. There's no planning. There's no preparation. It's let's see what happens. And effectively life is happening to them rather than for them. So we've got to get into that mindset of making life happen for us. What do we want to achieve in our lives? If we were sitting here in 12 months time and we're talking about success, what would that success be? Would 20, what would it take for 2020 to be a successful year for you? Imagine yourself 12 years, 12 months, sorry, from now. What is success? What could you look back and say, it was a good year because of those things? What does that look like? You need to think about what is success for you, because if you can't define success, you won't create it. If you can't define success, you won't create it. I fundamentally believe that because it's something I apply all the time in my own life. Especially with business goals, I'm very focused on where I'm going. At the beginning of each year, I sit down and I set little targets for myself and for my business. And what do I want to achieve this year? And then it's a question of, well, here I am now and the goal is over here. So how am I going to bridge that gap? What are the things I'm going to have to do to jump from here to there? It's like getting onto a train on a platform. You see the mind, the gap. There's that little gap that you've got to step over. So what is that gap? What are you going to have to put in place to bridge that gap, to bring about something successful for you in the new year, in 2020. I think about this like being in the middle of a road. So we'll say you're where I am, for example, you're in Sligo, you want to get to Dublin, for example. Now you're in the middle of the road, but you don't know where you are. You've got no GPS, you've got no directions. So you're just going to start off and you're going to hope for the best. There's a high chance you're going to go off track pretty soon, pretty quickly. If you have no idea where you're going, where the direction is, where you want to get to, you don't know where the destination is, you can't see it. So if you don't take the time to put a little bit of planning in place, think about your GPS. It's going to tell you one step at a time, go straight on, turn left, turn right. Or as the modern ones say, head northeast, head northwest. And I'm going, is that right or left? But um, no, have a little bit of planning in place. Have a little bit of preparation. Think about where it is that you want to go and then plan your route. If you don't plan your route, you're probably not going to get there. You're going to take the wrong turn. You're going to end up maybe back where you are or a thousand miles southwest of where you want to be. So think about where you want to go and what it is that you're going to have to do to get there. So what would success look like for you in 12 months time? And then we work backwards. 
we start working towards it now. And this is why most successful people are successful is because they take the time to do this. They set the goal and then they work backwards from the goal. So they start today then working towards one step at a time. And as I mentioned previously, what happens with most people who don't have a growth mindset or an elite mindset is that they just see what happens. They just head off into the year. There's no particular goal. It's just let's go one day at a time, see where we end up. And again, there's no drive behind it. There's no purpose. There's no reason for getting out of bed in the morning. If you've got a strong reason to get out of bed in the morning, because there's a fundamental appealing future in front of you, something that you really believe passionately that would improve your life, then you're going to do an awful lot better and you're going to enjoy your year an awful lot more. One thing that strikes me every year is you see coming towards the end of the year, people posting their social media posts, it tends to be very much along the lines of good luck 2019, glad to see the back of you, can't wait for 2020, hopefully this will be a better year. And one thing I've noticed over the years is that it's the same people posting it every year. It's the same people in 2019 as it was in 2018, as it was in 2017. So if that person has had three consecutively bad years, five consecutively bad years, 10 consecutively bad years, maybe, just maybe, the problem is not the date on the calendar. Maybe the problem is not the year. We need to take control of our own lives. We have the power to determine where our life is going to go. We have the power to take charge of our own lives. If we want a great life, we've got the opportunity to create that great life. It's just up to us to plan it and then to commit to doing the work and to having the mindset to do it and being resilient and bouncing back when things go tough, get things get hard because they will get hard. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be times when it's going to be difficult. That's when you're challenged and that's when we see strong characters coming to the fore. That's when we see winners and that's when people develop. That's when we become stronger when things are tough. Not when things are easy. Anybody can do it when things are easy. But this year, I would love you just to take that on board and think about what is success for you and how are you going to get to your end goal? If you were to start today, what are the things you've got to do to bridge the gap? Think about the thing you really, really want to happen in your life. And believe me, guys, nothing is impossible. I've seen this myself over the years. I've come from absolutely nowhere where I started off with no resources behind me, no support behind me. And I've achieved some really, really big things for me. But they didn't happen by accident. They were all done purposely by me. Everything was planned. Like when you see me speaking on stage to a big crowd or you see me speaking on one of the national news radio stations, not news stations, one of the radio stations. None of those things have happened by accident. Nobody has come and said to me, here, will you speak on this massive news station? Will you speak in this radio station just because we think it'd be great? It's all happened because I've put the work in and because I had that in goal and because I realised that there was a series of steps I was going to have to take and a series of achievements I was going to have to see along the way before I could get to the ultimate end goal. So even for me now, I've sat down in the last few days and I've set some new goals for myself for 2020. And they're big goals because I don't believe in setting little small goals that, you know, that I could probably do next week. I believe in setting big goals that are going to push me out of my comfort zone, that are going to stretch me, that are going to challenge me and that are going to help me to grow. Um, you know, I'm listening to myself thinking and talking here and I know there's going to be people saying, well, that's OK for him to say, you know, he has opportunities now and it's different for him. Everybody thinks it's different for other people, but it's not. It's no different for me or for you or for anybody else. It's all about a mindset and it's all about being willing to do the work and it's about believing in yourself a little bit, putting a little bit of faith in yourself and thinking this is my time. 
other people can do it so why can't I do it just having that little bit of faith in yourself and yes it can be tough at the beginning but when you start achieving the small goals along the way then the bigger ones become a lot more manageable and then you start to dream a little bit bigger and you start to think a little bit bigger and you start to train your mind to think a little bit bigger as well when you get away from that small time thinking well again how do I get through today and will we make enough money to pay the bills and I think people get bogged down in that a little bit and they let it diminish their dreams and they let it burn out all the things that they once thought their ambition was huge and I'd love to do that huge thing as kids we dream about being professional footballers and we dream about being all these great things but as we get older we whittle it down because the world tells us we can't do it the world takes its toll on us we need to get back to that almost childlike believing we can do stuff and dreaming that we can do anything because we really can and the way I look at it is if I don't achieve that huge goal I've set for myself Whatever I do achieve will be an awful lot further on than I am now. So even if I fall short, chances are I'm 10 times further on than I am now because I was aiming for the big thing. So never be afraid to get out there and say, you know, I can do this. I'm aiming for this. I'm targeting this. Don't be afraid to verbalize it. Don't be afraid to say it to people. Again, something I would have done quite a bit when I was younger. I would have been afraid to say it because people would have laughed at me. And you know what? To this day, people still do laugh at me, but it doesn't bother me because I know now that I changed their mind over time. There's still the odd person that doesn't know me that will laugh when I say I want to do something huge. But the people that know me now that would have laughed at me five or six years ago, now they kind of go, oh, he could do it. He's done things like that before. You know, so it's not even about proving it to other people. It's about proving it to yourself and it's about believing that you can do it as well. So put a little bit of faith in yourself. Define what success is for you. Don't be afraid to dream big and go after it. There's no harm at all in, in going after it and knowing where you want to go and then plan plan your little steps. What am I going to have to do to get there? In terms of your mindset, one thing I would say to you is, are you focusing on what you don't have or are you focusing on what you do have? I think too many people get focused on what they don't have and they start obsessing about what they don't have. And it's a constant negative spiral. I don't have this. Therefore, I'm lacking in my life. Therefore, there's a scarcity in my life. If we think with abundance and we think about what we do have, look at all the great things I do have. I've got a great family. I've got great friends. I've got food on the table. I've got my health. I've got good friends that I can laugh with and I can go and meet for a game of pool. Or I've got whatever it is. We've all got amazingly good things going on in our lives. No matter who you are, I think your happiness is dictated by how you view it. It's not dictated by your circumstances. I've seen people in the hardest of circumstances, circumstances that are horrendous to most of us. For some, it's unimaginable. But yet in the middle of all that, they're happy. And they're not happy because they're in tough circumstances. They're happy because of the way they view their circumstances. I've seen other people who, from the outside looking in, have it all. The perception of them is that they're hugely successful, that they've got everything in the world. But they're not happy. And they're not happy because they view that they want more, that they don't have enough. So while I say to you, dream big and chase those dreams, absolutely do it. And it's good to want to better yourself. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But the mindset has to be also that I'm grateful for what I have. I'm grateful for what I have and I can appreciate what I have. And then life becomes that little bit more enjoyable and that little bit easier. So don't always focus on what you don't have. Think about what you do have as well. If you're focused on what's missing all the time, you're never going to feel contentment. You're never going to be overly happy. Next thing I would say in in terms of achieving goals, be it life goals, be it career goals, be it financial goals. A lot of people listen to this and they think, but you know, it's okay for him. He has a lot of knowledge. He has a lot of resources available to him. He has people he knows that he can contact. Let me tell you this, folks. When I started out and I set up my own business six and a half years ago, I had none of those things. I had no contacts. I had nobody I could speak to. 
I had absolutely nothing. But I would say one of the most influential things on my life, and everybody says, what influenced you the most? They'll say, it was my parents, it was a mentor, it was whatever. Of course it was my parents, of course it was people around me, that influences everybody, that shapes you to an extent. But one of the biggest influences on my life and on my career and in getting me to achieve the goals I wanted to achieve is reading books and having resources where I'm learning. I'm educating myself all the time. And that doesn't cost money. Not much anyway. Books might cost you a little bit, but it's not much. I was thinking, how can I get to be where I want to be? How can I do the things I want to do? But without having any money behind me, without having people I know in the industry, without having a huge network, because I didn't have any of that stuff. So I started delving into books and I started reading and reading and reading. And it's something I do to this day. And what I discovered was I was effectively picking the brains of some of the most intelligent people in the world, some of the most successful people in the world without speaking to them, without them ever knowing I was actually gaining from their knowledge. They were helping me enormously. So I would go to, let's say I wanted to learn something about fitness. Excuse me, cough, slightly coughing there. I want to learn something about fitness within the fitness industry. Maybe there was some little niche in it that I wasn't 100% sure on that I needed to develop my knowledge on. I would go and I would find out who is the most knowledgeable person in that sector. And normally the most knowledgeable people have some resources out there. They have books, they have YouTube channels, they have social media accounts. And I'd go and read up on their stuff or I'd watch their videos and I would keep educating myself all the time. And I would do that over and over and over for whatever the thing is I want to learn. And so it might not be just fitness. It could be things like marketing. It could be things like sales. It could be things like running a business, managing finances. The number one reason that I was able to build a, well, I would say relatively successful business was because I was able to read those books and I was able to learn and I was able to educate myself. And again, going back to the previous point I made about focusing on what you don't have, I didn't do that. I said, what can I do? I might not be able to do the ideal thing, which would be go and speak to those people or go and attend conferences, but what can I do within my resources, within my capabilities? What can I do for free? I didn't think about I can't do it because I don't have the money to go and visit all these people. I thought, what can I do for free? What can I learn? And books to me was the number one, I would say the number one influence on building a business for me was reading books. And it's something I do to this day over and over. And I know people are sick of hearing me saying it, but believe you me, guys, if there's something you want to achieve, go and study somebody who has done it before you. And it's going to speed up your route because you're not going to make the mistakes that all these people before you made. They're giving you the benefit of their knowledge. They're guiding you around the obstacles. They're showing you the mistakes they made so that you can avoid them. So if you're clever about it, I think books are a fantastic way to go. And I think it's something that nearly has become a little bit uncool probably over time because we've got so into social media, we've got so into technology, we're so fast paced in life now that people sometimes don't want to sit down and read a book. I love sitting down reading a book. I love learning. When I started picking up books like, oh, what what was he? would say the likes of The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, one of my favorite books. When I started reading the likes of Think and Grow Rich for Business, I started reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki. I started reading all these different books. And one of my favorite business books then actually was 
The E-Myth by Gerber, Michael Gerber. Fantastic book and it's one I think anybody that's setting up a business should read. And it just makes you aware of things that a lot of it even is common sense. But you don't think about it because you're so busy in the day-to-day of your business or in the day-to-day of trying to get after your goal that you don't really think about a lot of the stuff that you read. And then it shines a light on it for you and you go, ah, I'm making that mistake. Or, ah, there's a great idea that I could apply in my business. So whatever it is that you want to achieve, there's always a way around it. Further on then, I suppose as I started getting a little bit more money behind me and things started going well for me. It was about how do I step it up again? How do I keep learning? How do I get to the next level? And then I started attending conferences. Then I started reaching out to people. As I became a little bit better known, in all honesty, it became a little bit easier because people do tend to give you a little bit more of their time if they see that you're a similar minded person to them, that you're highly driven, that you're willing to do the work, you're willing to make commitments and sacrifices, then people are much more likely to help you out when they say that you're genuine and you're not just somebody that's wasting their time. So all those opportunities opened up, but they opened up from doing the work and from showing up day in, day out, every day, being consistent. And I go on about it all the time, but consistency is king. Whatever the goal is, consistency is king. You have to show up every day, even on the days that you don't feel like it. You have to keep showing up. And that is so, so important. So that was one of the main takeaways for me in terms of getting achieving goals. Read books, guys. I honestly cannot recommend it enough. Find out. Who is the leader in what you want to achieve and then go and study their stuff. And I promise you it will speed up your success a lot more than probably what it is at the moment. Okay, as we go into 2020, another thing that strikes me is that everybody is busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody's up to their eyes in work. People... People use their their work as a badge of honour. They're 60 hours a week. People are almost proud about it. They'll put it across as, oh, I'm wrecked sure I work 20 hours a week, but there's a bit of pride in there at the same time, isn't there? Probably. Um, it's not a bad thing. Work work ethic is hugely important. It's something I'm I'm big on. I think you have to be willing to do the work. But I do believe you've got to find a balance as well. And something I've seen quite a bit, and when I get having honest conversations with people, I do a lot of corporate work. I speak to companies, speak about wellness. Speak about our mindset, speak about our lives, speak about looking after ourselves. But something I've discovered when I get into really honest conversations with people, something I have discovered is not always is their their family, their friends, the important people in their lives, not always are those people getting the best of them. Ask yourself this question, who's seeing the best of you? Is it the people that are important to you? And I'm a little bit guilty of this myself, and certainly in the past, much more than now, but in the past, certainly when I would have been so busy with work, my clients were seeing the best of me, my clients were getting the best of me, I was putting all my efforts into those people, and then when I was getting home, I was wrecked, and I was tired, and I was just in the, don't talk to me mood, leave me alone. So ask yourself that, is it the important people in your life that are seeing the best of you? Are you switching off when you go home? Are you the person that's taking work home with you? Have you got the capability to say, I'm leaving the office now. I'm going to turn the key in the door and I'm going to be in good form when I go home. I'm not going to take it out on the kids. I'm not going to take it out on the wife, the husband, the partner. I'm going to be in good form when I go home. They're going to get the best of me as well. I'm not going to show the best of me just to my clients and then be an asshole when I go home. Nobody wants that. Nobody likes that. Do the important people in your life deserve that? And sometimes it's just being consciously aware. And we speak about mindfulness quite a bit. And the whole mindfulness area is something I haven't really got that deep into. But I think it's been mindful in a way when you have the capabilities to say, I'm going to drive home. I'm going to stop in the driveway. 
and I'm going to take 10 seconds to stop and think about the mood I'm in, to think about the person I'm going to be when I go into this house. Am I going to be the person when my child comes up to me and says, Daddy, can we go out and kick a ball? Daddy, can you help me with my homework? That you say, no, I'm busy, go away. Go and ask somebody else. Do you want to be that person? Are you going to bring the best of yourself in and say, I'm going to make an effort? The same as I do with my clients, the same as I do with other people. I'm going to be the nice version of me. And nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to be brilliant every day. And everybody has good days and bad days. But for the most part, ask yourself, who is seeing the best of you? Who's getting the best of you? Are you giving it all to people that aren't the most important in your life? Whereas the people that are actually important, are you being a bit of a prick to them every day? Is that over a long period of time? Everybody knows you're going to have off days the odd time. Everybody accepts that. We all do. But over a long recurring period of time, do you go home each evening and be that person who says, no, I don't have time, go away? Are you going to be that person? So think about who you want to be and have that, I suppose, that conscious awareness and that self-awareness, that level of self-awareness when you say, what am I like to be around? Am I nice to be around? Am I difficult to be around? Am I making life miserable for the people around me? And this is not done from a place of judgment or from self-loathing. This is done from a place of conscious awareness. So taking that time to understand what am I bringing to the people around me? Am I making life good for people or am I making life hard for people? Think about that for 2020. Could you improve yourself in that regard? And I'm just saying that because I know that it happens with a lot of people because I have conversations with people day in, day out. And sometimes when we get down to really honest conversations, that's something that tends to come up time and again when people get really, really honest with themselves. Okay, one more thing I'm going to say in terms of life and personal development for 2020. Complaining, complaining. I speak all about the, all the time about the people around you, but here's something, guys. If you're listening to complaining every day of the week, we've spoke earlier about setting big goals, about going after your dreams, about chasing all the big things in life. If every day you're surrounded by people who want to complain, you are not going to achieve your goals. I promise you you're not because they are going to drag you down. You might think you're immune to it. You might think you're bulletproof. You might think they can't get to me, but they are going to affect your mood. If it's dripping in your ear every single day, it is going to affect your mood. Some people are solution focused people. A lot of people are problem focused people. For every solution, they'll find a problem. We all know those people. We all know them. Here's the thing. I will absolutely not sit there listening to people complaining without doing anything to actively improve the situation. If they've got a genuine problem and they genuinely want to find a solution, absolutely I'll help them. Absolutely I'll listen to them. I'll be empathetic. I will do my very best because I care about people and because I want to help people. But people who complain every day for the sake of it, because they love it, this is the thing. They do love it. They love having something to complain about. They love to get together on their lunch break, sit in a little group, complain about how bad the world is, complain about how hard life is, complain about other people. But they love it. They love to have something to complain about. And if they don't have something to complain about, they'll find something to complain about. Those are the people I will not sit listening to. The people who have genuine problems, who will complain about that, but are solution focused, that want help, that want to improve things. I will help those people. The ones that don't know. And that's a mindset I would like you to get into as well. Because you have to look after yourself as well. And you have to protect your own mental health. We all want to go out there and we all want to help people. We're all genuine about that. But you have got to at some point recognise that maybe this is impacting me. Maybe this is holding me back. Maybe this is affecting my mood. Maybe this is one of the reasons I'm going home in the evening telling my kids go away and I'm not in a good mood. 
Who are you hanging around with? I always remember when I was in a previous job, there was one woman that worked in another department and every time I would go and speak to her, you know, you go into her department, you could be in great form going in and you could go and speak to her for 10 minutes and you come out going, the world is shit, the world's fucked. Why, why are we bothering? Genuinely, she would have that impact on you because she was so negative. And it is a strong, strong thing. People think it doesn't make a huge difference. Trust me, it does. If you get good people around you, your whole life is going to improve. So for 2020, if you don't make resolutions, please make this one. Stop hanging around and giving your time to people who spend their whole lives complaining without looking for a solution. If they're looking for solutions, fine. If they want to improve things, yes, we will help them. Otherwise, I ain't interested. Okay, harsh as that sounds. Right, let's move it on. Let's talk a little bit about fitness now for the next few minutes. We'll we'll have a little look into that because I know this typically is a time of year when people want to improve their bodies, want to improve their health, want to improve something about their well-being. Um, you know I'm not big on the new, new year, new me stuff, but while we have people in the zone, we might as well make use of it. The first thing I'm going to clarify on this is it's not about January. I would sometimes nearly prefer people coming to me to start in March because it means they're not a new year's resolutioner but look january is here it's an opportunity it is a new year all i want you to do is firstly just change your mindset on it please don't think about i need to lose this weight by the end of january this needs to be gone within two weeks because it's probably been going on over 10 years it's not going to be magically gone by the 31st of january so i want you to start thinking about the whole year i want you to start thinking about 2020 the same as we spoke about earlier in terms of your goals with your fitness goal if i was to sit you down in January 2021 and you've reached your goal and you're feeling like this is it this is what I want this is where I feel comfortable this is where I feel confident this is where I feel happy where are you what has happened what goal has been achieved if it's weight loss what numbers have been achieved what are you sitting at now think about all those things what would success look like in terms of your fitness goal this time next year And then the same as before, work it back. What do you have to do to get there? And let me tell you this, to get there, you have to do it 12 months of the year. You don't have to just do it in January. The old cliched stuff is so true. You know, you'll see the memes on Facebook about the gyms in January or the gyms, sorry, in in December been dead. And then in January, they're absolutely thronged. And it is 100% true. I was in the gym last night and I just, I was looking around going, this is madness. You could barely find anywhere to stand. Whereas coming up to Christmas, I was training all the way up to Christmas Eve. And funnily enough, the people who were there with me are the people who are in good shape and the people who are training all year round. The people who were there in January are the people who are panicking and come next Christmas Eve they certainly won't be in the gym I can promise you that a lot of them won't so what you ultimately need to aim to do I suppose is be one of the people that are going to be training next December that are going to be training leading up to Christmas and not because you're forcing yourself let's be clear on that it's not because you're forcing yourself it's because it's become so ingrained and it's because it's part of your life that you actually want to do it you're not going it's the week before Christmas I don't want to go to the gym I want to I want to go and eat all things around me and I want to drink beer and you know all the rest it's not that it's going to be I love I love training it makes me feel good I've been achieving my goals it keeps me keeps me feeling good about myself it keeps my confidence levels high it keeps my energy levels high so I want to do it you know I train Christmas Eve and sometimes people again will say to you why would you bother and I'm going well I bother because I enjoy it because it's important to me just as maybe sitting down having mulled wine is important to you on Christmas Eve training is important to me 
And I took two days off. I took Christmas Day off. I took Stephen's Day off. And then I was back training again the following, whatever that was, the 28th-ish, 27th, 28th. So again, though, it's not that I'm forcing myself. It's not that I'm depriving myself. It's that I'm part, it's part of my lifestyle. So that's what I want to drive home to you today. This is not about the next two weeks. This is not about the next month. This is about the next 12 months. And I promise you, if you do it for 12 months, it's going to be so ingrained that it's second nature to you. Then it becomes much, much easier. I think the hardest part of any fitness journey is the first few weeks. Because the temptation is there to give up because it's new to you. And it's like anything. If you do something new, you've got to develop a new skill set. You've got to be the beginner. And you've got to be okay with being the beginner. It's okay to be the beginner. It's okay not to know what you're doing. We've all done that at some point in our lives. Whatever it is that you want to do in life, when there's a new skill set to be developed, at the beginning, you're not going to be very good. That's just the reality. If you go back and listen to my first podcast, it's not very good because it's the first time I've done it. I've got to learn. I've got to see what works and what doesn't work. I've got to practice how I speak. There's a lot of different components to it. So when you go into the gym for that first time, don't expect to be the same as the person who's been training for five years. You're not going to be the same as them. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. But when you also go into that gym, please be conscious that nobody is looking at you. Please be aware of that nobody's looking at you. Everybody's there to do their own thing. Everybody's there working on their own goals. And I know a lot of people going into a gym, going into a class environment, whatever it is, they can be quite intimidated because they're new and they feel like they're the odd one out. Everybody has been that person. Please bear that in mind. Everybody has been that person, okay? So it's okay to be that person. You cannot be an expert. And the only way you can improve is being okay with being useless. If it is useless, that's a strong term, but if it is useless, being okay with that. And I have no problem saying that because I know I've been useless at things at times. We all have. Let's be honest. We all have. But how do you get better? You get better by again showing up day in, day out and practicing and putting the time into it. Think about a child learning to walk. They don't fall over the first day and say, this is not for me. I'm useless at this. So therefore, I'm not even going to bother trying. They get up and they try again and they keep trying until those first few steps come until they get their balance and they become a little bit more stable and then they get a little bit stronger. And before you know it, they're running. And maybe someday they're even running a marathon. So that's where you can get to. But you have to be okay with being useless on the first day. You can't say this is not for me. The reason it's not for you and the way the reason people think it's not for them is normally because it's uncomfortable for them. Because they're not the expert in it. We're experts in many areas of our lives. Maybe we're a teacher and we're the expert in the classroom. So to come into a gym or where the student can be incredibly challenging. It can be difficult. But that's okay. And when you get okay with that and you get okay with not being the expert, you're going to develop and you're going to grow and you're going to learn. So keep that in mind first off, okay? So it's okay not to be the expert. It's okay to be the beginner. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay not to be perfect. But the only way you'll get better is by continually turning up. Okay, so in relation to your fitness goals, again, one of the most common mistakes I feel is that people are too emotional about it. People are way, way, way too emotional about it. And it's not just, I suppose, in the scales. The scales is one area. Yes, people get far too emotional about the scales, but they also get emotional around a lot of different things. Again, even going back to what we were saying there with not not being good. People start to beat themselves up. People start self-loathing. Why am I not so good? Why is someone better than me? And we can lose all sense of perspective. So what we actually need to do is turn down the emotion, turn up the strategy, turn up the logic, turn up the process, turn up the accountability. If we turn up all those things and we take the emotion out of it, we're a lot more likely to be successful. If you're basing everything on a weighing scales and you're basing 
all your emotions on that number, what's going to happen on the day that it doesn't go well? Is your journey going to be totally derailed? Are you going to throw that scales down and smash it in a rage and say, this is not for me because it hasn't worked for me because it's gone up and it's not meant to go up. Well, guess what, guys? It is meant to go up because your weight is going to fluctuate throughout the the year, throughout the month, throughout the week, and even throughout the day. So you've got to be okay with that. So what you've got to do is turn down the emotion. Turn down the emotion. There's going to be days when it doesn't go well. That's absolutely fine. That's part of the journey. Everybody experiences that. No more than being okay with being a beginner, you've got to be okay with that as well. You've got to accept that that's just part of the process. That's just going to happen. And that's fine. It's absolutely fine. There's going to be another week when it's down. Happy days. So what I always say to my clients is, We've got to totally de-emotionalize it when it comes to weighing yourself and I suppose monitoring different aspects of your your progress. We've got to de-emotionalize it. We've got to totally take the emotion out of it. If the scales goes down, that's great. Happy days, but we're not going to be doing cartwheels. We're not getting too excited about it. If the scales goes up, by the same token, we're not going to go into a bout of depression about it. We're just going to say that's okay. That's fine. It's part of the journey. It was down last week whatever. What you are ultimately looking for is that over a longer period of time, that there's progress, that you're seeing that there's a trend in the right direction over a longer period of time. And I'm not talking about from Tuesday to Thursday. I'm talking about six months time. I've had clients who are weighing themselves twice a day. All that's ultimately happening is that they're making themselves utterly miserable. They're putting themselves into a negative mindset because they're feeling like a failure and they're beating themselves up and they're becoming totally obsessive. And when you become totally obsessive, the journey is not fun. And if the journey is not fun, you ain't going to stick with it. So how do we make it fun? We focus on the process. We take the emotion out. We focus on the strategy. We focus on the process. What are the things I've got to do every day, repeatedly, day in, day out? And I know you're sick of me saying this, but I'm going to keep saying it because it's what works and it's what needs to drop. The penny needs to drop. What do we need to do day in, day out? Not every so often. Consistency beats intensity every time. The people who turn up in January... And they're going to go hell for leather and there'll be nobody training harder than them in the first two weeks. They are not going to be successful. The ones who are going to be successful are the ones who are going to be consistent for 12 months. And they mightn't be putting the same intensity into their sessions as those January people. But believe you me, if we check back with them this time next year, they're a lot closer to their goals. Whereas the January person is back again, hating life in January and feeling like every January I'm back here and I'm hammering for two weeks and then I go off the rails. So maybe bring the intensity down, bring the emotion down and focus on longevity and then you'll tend to do an awful lot better. So again, process driven behaviours every day, what's got to happen? nail those things write them down here and now guys even stop the podcast if you want write down what do i need to do every day to achieve my goals what's my plan if you don't have a plan you're not going to succeed everything needs a plan to be successful okay without a plan it ain't going to work another thing that's incredibly incredibly important and i cannot stress enough is your priorities and your mindset around it and this is something, again, that gets overlooked all the time. When January comes, people just put out, put on the runners and head off out running and there's no talk given to anything. You've got to make it priority. If you're serious about achieving a goal, whether this, again, is in life or it's in fitness or it's in career or it's in relationships, if there's something that's important to you, it's got to be top of your priority list or certainly in the top two or three. And this is where I see people fall down on their fitness goals all the time. It's an afterthought. It's behind work. It's behind watching television it's behind scrolling through social media it's behind everything else because i don't have time using my air quotes now i don't have time but you do have time we've all got the same 24 hours in the day it's not that you don't have time it's that it's not a priority for you facebook's more of a priority scrolling through mindless you know 
just numbing stuff that's not bringing anything of benefit to you. In fact, what it's doing a lot of the time is distracting you, taking you away from where you could be putting your energy that will be bringing about a, a more productive result. So you've got to make a priority and it's got to be important to you. And if it's not, again, you're probably only going to do well for a few weeks. So you've got to decide how important is it to me? Why is it important to me? And if, it's, if you can't answer that question, you're probably not going to you're probably not going to do so well. So why is it important to you? Answer that question and you're on your way. But it's 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 one of those things It becomes when you start having an ingrained lifestyle around your fitness and around your health, it becomes a lot easier because it naturally becomes more important to you. And the reason it becomes more important usually is because you're seeing progress and you're seeing that things are going well for you. Sometimes people wait and they think, I'm going to do it when I'm motivated. But the people that are waiting for motivation never get started because motivation is not going to be there more often than it is there. For the first few weeks, you've just got into a mind, you've just got to get into a mindset of saying, I'm going to get this done. I'm going to do the work. I'm going to commit to doing the work every day. And I'm going to get the job done. And this is not about motivation. This is about turning up and doing it, even when you don't feel like it. And what happens then is a few weeks down the road, you're seeing progress. You're seeing that you're fitter, you're stronger, you're leaner, you're closer, fit and looser, maybe the scales is down, and then motivation comes in. Then you want a little bit more. And then we become a little bit more consistent again. And then more results come in, and then motivation comes in again. So the cycle actually is action, results, motivation. So notice where it starts. It starts with action. It doesn't start with motivation. Motivation comes after, at the end, normally. So it's action, result, motivation. Then we're going to break consistency. So that's what you need to think about. You need to think about taking action. You don't need to think about, I'm going to do it when I'm motivated. How come I'm not motivated? Everybody else is motivated, but I'm not. Nobody else is motivated either. Certainly at the start, they weren't. What you've got to do, and excuse me if this sounds harsh, but you've got to toughen up. You've got to toughen up and you've got to say, it's time for me to make a start because my goal is important to me. So therefore, I'm just going to get stuck into it and I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it no matter how much it's uncomfortable, no matter no matter how much I don't feel like doing it. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to get a start made. And then it becomes priority as you go. You have to make a priority at the start. But after a while, it starts to move to that top of the list because you enjoy it and because you've seen the benefits of it. And funnily enough, I actually... I was, some of you know I had a problem with my eyesight. I still have an ongoing problem with my eyesight. It was diagnosed earlier. I was going to say this year. It's not this year because we're in a new year now. It was in 2019. I was diagnosed with an eye problem and they're bringing me in for surgery. And I get the I get the, um, the letter in the post for the appointment and it's at 2pm. And I'm thinking to myself, 2pm on Monday, I'm training legs. Can we put it off to four? And that's the mindset you get into. So it's important to me at that point. And it's going to be important to you as well at some stage. But the only way it's going to be important is if you make it important. And then as time goes on, it naturally starts to rise at the top of the priorities list. You don't have to think about it so much. But initially, it's just taking action and getting the job done. And when we speak about priorities, one of the things, again, that struck me over the last few weeks is, you see before Christmas, People are eating so much food and they're drinking so much and they're partying and they've got this great lifestyle because fuck it, it's Christmas. We all know that term. And there's no expense spared. There's no expense spared in having a great Christmas and having great this, great lifestyle. And it's even the same, to be honest, throughout the year. People out every weekend nearly and that's their priority. It's having their drinks. And again, they don't care how much money they spend on that. But when it comes to January, everybody is looking to do things on the cheap in terms of getting in shape. They want the cheapest class. They want the cheapest fitness instructor. They want to look for free online programs that will give you a little start, but it won't effectively bring you to where you want to be. 
And it's a little bit frustrating. Well, I won't say frustrating. It's more that I'm probably coming from a place of actually caring about you. I want you to do well. And I think the reason or the, the way you're going to do that is by actually prioritizing your health, which is the most important thing of all. But we let it slide down that list. We put it behind the booze at weekends. We put it behind the overeating at Christmas and the things that are actually making us unhealthy. There's no expense spared. But we won't spend a few quid on getting a coach or getting a personal trainer. And I'm not touting for business here by any means. It's not about that. It's more about shining a light on where the priorities actually should be. Because without your health, you've got nothing. Everything else falls down. Absolutely everything. If you don't look after your health, there's going to be a day when your business is going to suffer. There's going to be a day when you can't look after your kids. There's going to be a day where you're going to have to make time for being sick. So if we don't have our health, all of those feet that are under the stool, they're going to fall down. So why not spend a few quid on educating yourself if you can afford it? As I mentioned earlier, go and get books if you can't afford it or go and look at online resources. There's always options for you. But if you can afford it, I think a coach or a trainer is a great way to to make it a proper start to the new year and to actually set yourself up. Because not only are you going to achieve results, but you're going to gain the tools to keep going as well. If you've got a good coach, you're going to gain knowledge. You're going to figure out, well, this is what I need to be doing. This is what I should be doing. And then you can take it away and you can apply it yourself. So I think that's important. Um, And getting out of the mindset of lazy excuses and leaning on the easy go to give ourselves an out type of thing, which is what so many of us do. And it's probably human nature to an extent. But I think that's, again, a fixed mindset. But when we change that and we get into a growth mindset, we don't look at excuses. Like typically now, if something doesn't go well for me, my first reaction is what could I have done better? It's not well, it didn't go well because of that or because of him or because of her or because of something outside of my control. It's always, could I have done something better? Now, I will acknowledge there's sometimes outside forces 100% and I'll acknowledge that and I won't beat myself up. And even when I'm analysing where could I have done better, it's again not about self-loathing. It's about learning for the future and it's about improving and it's about taking responsibility because I think when you get into that frame of mind of I'm responsible for me and I'm responsible for my life and I'm responsible for my outcomes, then you become an awful lot more successful because you're holding yourself to higher standards it's funny again and the lads might want me saying this on the podcast but I was in the gym on Sunday morning and it was the first Sunday in January it was about 10am and I seen this football team training in the gym and the funny thing about it was this team had beaten some of the lads that I would be very friendly with on another team not so long ago and I sent it to the lads and I said, look, who's in the gym? It's the team that hammered G. I wonder where your lads are this morning, first Sunday in January. And the reason I say that is because I feel sometimes that with that team, the lads that I was speaking to, that there's a little bit of a lazy, lazy kind of mindset around. We'll go up boozing on Saturday nights. We don't bother getting up on Sunday mornings. And always when I say to them, and typically over the last few years, they've become, their teams have become weaker, weaker and weaker and they're achieving a lot less and they've been dropping down the divisions. And I do always question I suppose their mindset and look I don't say it to the team or anything like that but some of my friends that would I suppose be close to them that I'd say to them and I'd say I feel there's a little bit of a mindset issue there I feel like it's you know there's mediocrity is accepted and there's no standards being set and there's nobody pushing it on and saying why are we not better because every time I ask the question about why are you not as successful anymore why are you struggling why are you going out getting hammered by teams that you that shouldn't be hammering you really the answer always is Oh, well, we're a small population. Oh, well, people have emigrated. Oh, well, such and such is gone. And he was very good. And I just feel it's almost that victim mentality as things are happening to us. It's outside of our control. 
It's not up to us. And granted, yes, they have a small population. Absolutely, they have. But I've, I just felt, and I said this again to the lads, I feel like you're not doing the things you could be doing to give yourselves a chance. You're not doing the things you could be doing to give yourselves a chance. You're leaning on that lazy excuse of we have don't have the population of people have emigrated and so on and so forth. There's nothing that stops you being in the gym at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning the same as that other team were. And I'm only using that as an example. But it's doing the right things and it's having the right attitude and it's having the right approach. Not feeling sorry for yourself saying we have a small population and this and that. What can we do? What can we do to improve? What could make us better? Maybe we could go and learn a little bit more about nutrition. Maybe we could commit to our training a little bit more. And I feel even in terms of things like that, it's a culture and it's setting standards. And I've worked at some great teams as well over the years where I would have seen standards were set from the top and everybody knew what was expected of them. Right from, I suppose, the chairman, right down to the players, right down to even with the underage teams, there was just a culture of standards were set and there were certain expectations and people knew what was expected of them and players enjoy that players like that and people like that not just players people in general be that a worker be that just every person in society we like to know what's expected of us we like to know when we've hit a standard and we've achieved something that makes us feel good and that makes us want to achieve more but if there's no standards been set and we're just turning to excuses all the time we're never going to progress. We're going to be like that team just falling down the leagues and letting life pass us by. So set your standards. Turn up every day. Make it priority. Get away from the lazy excuses. Going back to what we said earlier, rather than focusing on what I don't have, what can I do? Because I can always do something to improve myself. If I take responsibility for myself, I can always, always, always do something to improve myself. In 2020, I would love you to make your health a priority. To make yourself a priority. And it's not being selfish. It's not being selfish to look after yourself. Please start making time for yourself. Make yourself a priority. Let me tell you this. If your body is a 2 or a 3 out of 10. Nothing in your life is going to be a 9. I can tell you that now. If your body is a 2 or a 3 out of 10. Nothing in your life is going to be a 10. Nothing in your life is going to even be a 9 or an 8. And the reason for that is because there's a huge knock on effect. Again we've touched on it earlier. If your health suffers, everything suffers. So you can't achieve your, your, your best. You can't get the most out of you. You cannot fulfill your potential in any area if your health is poor, if you have no energy, if you can't concentrate. So everything, everything, everything is interlinked. And not even just that. It's also things like self-esteem. It's things like confidence. It's about how you view yourself. It's your perception. Ultimately, it's your happiness. And I come back to this time and time again. And I've called my online course Six Weeks to Happiness. And that's not because you're going to be a certain weight in six weeks time and then you're going to be happy. It's because you're changing the way you view your thing, the way you view yourself. It's because you're creating a better version of you. It's been the best version of you. It's creating happiness within you because you're feeling a little bit more confident. And you're happier within your life. And you're not happier because you're a certain weight. You're happier because you're a different person. Does that make sense? I hope so. Okay. I think we're nearly done, guys. I think we're nearly done. Let me finish on this note. It's 2020. For a lot of you now, it's a new beginning. For some of you, it's actually just the start of your journey. For others, it's picking up where you are and trying to go again. But maybe you're feeling like you're a little bit further back. But that's okay because we've got to start somewhere. When is the best time to plant a tree? It was 20 years ago. When is the second best time to plant a tree? It's today. 
And all we've got is today. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow's not here yet. The only thing we're promised is today. So I want you to take action today. Please don't put it off till next week. It's a new start. It's a new beginning. Let's do it now. Let's get stuck into 2020. Let's make it our most successful one yet. But coming back to what I said earlier, don't let it happen to you. Make it happen for you. Whatever you want it to be. 2020 is going to be the best year of your life if you make it the best year of your life. Or alternatively, you can be the person posting on Facebook about what a shit year 2020 was. The same as you did in 2019 and 2018 and 2017. Or you can get up and you can make things happen for you because it's all about you. You are in control of your life and I want you to understand that for 2020. Whatever the goal is, figure out what the goal is. What will be success? What will make you happy? Decide that now and then go after it. Because you have the power to make that happen. We're going to leave it there for today. Let me finish up with a little bit of self-promotion. I'm running my online course again starting the 20th of January. Any of you that need help getting in shape, that need help with your mindset, that need help with your food, that need help with your training, we can get you in super shape. But we're setting you up for sustainable change. So the 20th of January we're starting. We were booked out before Christmas. I've added a few more places just because there was a big demand. So if you're interested in taking part in that, drop me a message. Info at alanwilliamscoaching.com or you'll get me on social media. Secondly, speaking. I'm doing a lot of speaking. I love the speaking. I'm challenging myself. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. I'm developing myself with the speaking as well. But what I really want to do again is bring value to people and groups of people. So workplace wellness programs, we've just upgraded them. They're fantastic. There's something to suit everybody. It doesn't matter who you are or what job you're in. There's packages there that can suit everybody, whether it's a big multinational or it's a smaller smaller company with a small number of staff there's something to suit everybody but i would love to come and speak to you or alternatively something i do sometimes is roll out the online course with companies so they're actually getting in shape and they're changing their mindsets and bringing in positivity and gratitude and all that stuff as well so whatever it is guys i would love to work with you and i would love somebody out there just to get in touch with me give me the opportunity to do that and i promise you you won't regret it so again info at alanwilliamscoaching.com for that or hit me up on social media. That's it, guys. Let's make 2020 the best one yet, and I'll speak to you all again very soon.